Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hearse come rolling for to carry my mother away we are back on circle unbroken happy to join you today got a lot of fun stuff to talk about here's what i mean by a lot of fun stuff we want to fill up your hour with things that will make your life better make you think hopefully make you feel complete when it comes to your circle here in life and i'm your host taft airs as previously mentioned and i'm joined in by my man coach mike welcome back sir good afternoon how you feel today i'm fantastic i like fantastic and i cannot lie that, that is that is good, Coach. We're, we're going to jump into a subject today that we're talking about. And first, I want to mention this when it comes to this phrase. And the phrase is called character development. Now, when most people hear the phrase character development, you might think about a really good book, a TV show. You might think about a movie. And when people describe good writing... They will talk about the character arc, the development of the character. There are shows out there that I have loved. There are movies that I've just been intrigued with. And when I'm describing it to somebody, I describe it after and I talk about the character development. I talk about how you took this character and how they changed. They went through the fire. There was adversity. There was growth. Then there's other movies I will describe to somebody and coach, I, uh, to quote Forrest Gump, I'm not a smart man. Like I will, I will describe this to somebody and they'll say, oh, well, you just didn't like the character arc there. Like you, you, you just, well, here's, you know, you didn't like it, but you don't know why. But like there's been food before where I didn't like it. My wife goes, oh, it's cause it has X, Y, or Z in it. And you don't like that. I said, oh, so there's shows or movies I don't like. And I'll describe them to some. And I got one buddy. He loves good writing. I mean, he's all about if a show is well-written, if it jumps time in the right way, if there's explanation, you know, he, he gets nerdy about it. And so when I tell him there's a show I don't like, he'll go, of course you don't. You're a character development guy. Like you want to know where they came from, what they did, how they did it, where they're going, if they're going to get there. Like you, you want to see how this person moves. And I'm wondering if there's people out there and coach, I'm going to kick this over to you. I wonder if there's people out there who have a favorite character if they have a favorite character in a show or movie and if they know why. And I want to start with this today because we're going several places with this topic, okay? We're going to take the phrase character development and use it in many different ways. But I want to, I want to camp out here right now. And I ask you this, Coach. Can you think about a movie or a show over the years where you really liked this character? Maybe they took episodes to do it. Maybe they took two hours to do it, whatever it might be. But they really developed the character in a way where you went, wow, like I, I'm on that journey. Think about that, coach. If you got one, tell me. Um, as you're thinking, I've got one right here. You got one? Uh, Maybe. Not not necessarily a movie, but more of a okay. series, yeah, TV yeah. series. Who, who and, is and it stuff. in the series? And, uh, well, I'm, my wife will laugh at this. And <laughs> I don't stuff, care, but, man. Uh, if you the, don't care, I don't the, care. The NCIS yeah. character Gibbs. Okay. I've heard people talk about it. Never seen it. Heard people talk about it. He, uh, 
he's you know he, he's a former sniper lives on the edge mm-hmm. of the law a yeah. lot but he's got a rock solid ethic sure you know now it's his own <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he's willing right. to he's willing to bend social rules he's willing to do stuff but you watch him as you if, if you progress through the shows and of course now netflix it's you know, you can right. watch the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes from being a, a rough and tumble and, and go get him character as he as you get to the latter part. You know, of course, it goes like 14 seasons mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. He's starting to be an older character who's questioning some of the decisions he made and some of the motivations that he had and right. some of the stuff. And, and did, was it really right at the time that he did it in the back in the show? And this is where I thought the show did neat things. They would take snippets from previous shows and show him remembering these things happening. And now he's struggling with, did I do the right thing? Right. Right. And, you know, at the time I thought it was right. At, and I'm convinced, and you know, and, and some of it will he'll kind of go, man, maybe I, maybe it wasn't the best thing, or he'll go, yeah, he'll struggle with it for a little while. That it was the right thing to do. Uh, it, you know, he, he's a he's a much more dynamic. He, he's a stock character of being the stoic, sure, uh, hero that comes in and saves the day every time. Yet you you see some dynamics in that he starts questioning, especially later in life. Right. And, you know, after he's been wounded, he's been held as a basically a prisoner of war, uh, gone through some torture. You know, he's watched his uh, every female character. <laughs> yeah, one of the, right. Every one of his female characters gets <laughs> killed. Uh, right. You know, but are killed or run off. There's only one that didn't get killed. Um, so uh, but it, it's interesting to watch him go from. I'm right. I know I'm right. Even if I'm on the edge, I know I'm right. And I'm, and then and later in life, it's kind of like, hey, maybe there was a better way of doing this or there was a different way of doing this. And maybe I wasn't so right. 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 And it was interesting to see because he's always been the rock solid. In fact, the whole the whole show premise is Gibbs is always right. <laughs> Gibbs oh, I, is always right. I yeah. liked I liked your answer there because you said my wife's gonna laugh at this because if we were playing a, a newlywed game yeah. or a married, how well do you know your spouse game? And it would be, Oh, he's gonna say yeah. <laughs> like this is this is who he likes or oh and if you really are into a character, when something happens, we will find ourselves if it's a TV show that we're regulars to or, or mm-hmm. regulars on, we will say things like this. Oh yeah, yeah. There's Gibbs. They're all oh, do this. There, there was a show a while back. And this isn't who I was going to talk about, but there was a show called Ozark. I don't know if you ever saw Ozark. I've snippets okay. of it. I didn't really watch. I yeah. didn't follow it. There was an old the, the actor Jason Bateman who's been around is is who I remember from years ago. He was an older guy on uh, on on that show, Valerie. Um, he had to, his sister was on family ties. Jay, now there's other shows mm-hmm. more current that our audience knows, but then he was also on, um, he was, he was in like teen wolf two. I think people know Jason Bateman from a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm going old school. I could, I could go new, but he was on Ozark and I, I'd never watched the show and I had a buddy tell me, dude, he reminds me of you. Like he reminds me of you. Well, we don't look alike. We don't talk the same. And so I was intrigued. Well, I got hooked and my wife would go and work at the hospital, local hospital and she would work overnights. 
well, I hate it when she's gone. And so I would watch this show at night because it just, just almost to pass the time. But I was watching it, watching his character development on this show. And, and him and his wife are in this huge money laundering scheme. They're, they're like working with drug lords. And I, I hit my buddy up and I said, reminds me of you, of me. What, like what? And he goes, no, no, no. He said, listen, listen, listen. The way that something is big happening in his life, he will give the most fundamental answers and he will say, Hey, let's, let's just think about this one little small bit at a time. Well, when he said that, I went, Oh dude, that's how I parent. That's what I say to my wife. When there's something big in front of us, I will look, how are you not stressed? I'm like, well, I'm stressed if I think about the whole thing, but when I look at a small little piece of it, one bite at a time, I look at it and say, we can get through it because if I do this, it leads to this, leads to this. And I said, I'm going to watch this show differently now because I watched how his character develops through the seasons because somebody had pinged me on it. And it made me think, okay, this is how we develop in our lives every day. It made me think I'll be sitting in meetings and say, okay, somebody said I reminded them of Marty Bird. I know that's really bad, but there's some good pieces to it. And so I would, I would try coach to match that. What, what would he do? You know, mm-hmm. the old WWJD yeah. bracelets. Well, what would he do in this situation that is admirable? Cause you're not going to tell somebody that the worst character of all times reminds you of them. If they're your friend, there's going to be something about them that you like, right? Like I don't yeah. want somebody to think the most hated character ever and say, you really remind me of him. I'm like, what? No, yeah. no. Uh, but the person that I was thinking about is it's from a movie. And I believe when I caught the movie, it was a remake, uh, but it was the movie Count of Monte Cristo. And it, the, the main actor in that was the same actor from Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel. Hey. I may be saying it wrong, but you, you can probably picture him. The guy that played Jesus. Have you seen the Count of Monte Cristo from? I've seen O2, a movie. I've seen okay. a movie. I'm, it, okay. it may be the one you're this talking one, this about. This one was, I mean, the last 20 years, I mean, not, not, a, not a super old one, but in that movie, the way that they take him, the way that he gets done wrong by Dantes and the whole movie, he is bent on revenge. Every move he makes is revenge. Mm-hmm. Then he meets this guy whose life he spares and he tells him, I'm your man forever uh, because he doesn't kill the guy. He becomes his right hand man and he walks him. Do these revenge steps. Well, spoiler alert, people. All right, the movie's 20 years old, so don't get mad. But by the end of the movie, he has this moment of, I've been so bent on revenge. It's all that I've known. And so now if I get it, what am now I what happens? Who will I be? Like, like, this is what I put myself in. And do that character for me, the way that that character is developed and the things that happen, I, I'm hooked on it because I see his pain. I see the fire that they walk through. I see the things that mold him as a character. And, and when you see those things, and I know I've got people screaming right now, you need to watch this show. You need to watch that yeah. show. Or Taylor Sheridan's terrible. Or Sorkin, yeah. he's a great writer. Like all these different people. Character development for me, just thinking right now about the TV or just thinking about the big screen or a book. Anytime you look at a narrative in something that's in story form, we know that the best characters go through things. Yeah, there's uh, again as a former English teacher, yeah. you know, you have the you have the stock characters mm-hmm. who are going to do the same thing every time. Correct. Every, you know, you Correct. know and, and and you kind of need them to kind of be your foundation, right? Uh, stuff. And you know that you know how, but you can predict what they're going to do because you 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 know this is their character. 
Right. They're always going to do it this way. And then you have the dynamic characters who okay. do grow and change and shift. And and that's where the surprise endings and the, and the you know, the surprise developments and, and, and stuff like that, where your great novels and stuff have, they really have a good mixture of both, where you have a, a character, uh, you know, Dickens was, was very good. His main character was a dynamic character. You could see him grow and, and change right. and stuff like that, but he was surrounded by dozens, if not hundreds of stock <laughs> characters who were going to be, you know, these, these sure. kind of people. And, and they were always these kind of people. And it, of course, it was these stock characters that, that he had to navigate through and, and that's what would change him. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, the, the character development is is what makes literature, right. what makes movies, TV shows, like you said, books, whatever, uh, memorable. Right. It's what gives them that you know uh, interest. Is okay. How does this character change? And um, we got, uh, but uh, you know. It's 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 kind of hard to put my finger on it because there's also the stock characters that are right. so necessary. Uh, you know, um, you have uh, in Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. You know, you got mm-hmm. Oliver, who's the little orphan guy, and he's the one doing all the changing. He you know he comes in, he's naive, and he, right. he does this. He just follows he follows what he's been told and stuff like that. And then you've got his. Uh, and I, I, boy, the names escape. <laughs> I want to say Finnegan. I think it's Finnegan, but I'm, I'm not positive about that. But the, the guy that kind of teaches him to be a pickpocket. Right, right. Who's always manipulative and bad and always nefarious about what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And he never changes. You know, there's nothing good about him. Right. Uh, where you see Oliver, you know, he, he grows up, he's naive, and then he kind of bends towards this pickpocket and doing whatever's necessary and then he gets changed by another you know benefactor yeah. down the road and and, and, he, and he grows and he, he kind of figures out that life isn't all this black and white mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff um, you know it's kind of like the, the, the Gibbs character you know there's, there's there's this famous set of rules yeah Gibbs' rules <laughs> rules for life it's manifesto and as the show you know it's 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 they, and they don't even really they very rarely ever tell you what the rule is just they say rule 12 right. rule 22 and they'll say something about never trust a lawyer you know uh never date a co-worker sure. you know sure. this and that and most of his rules and you see him early in the show early in the episodes he always comes back to those rules, right? Those rules right. always solve the problem for him, especially if he's having a moral dilemma. He goes back to his rules. As the character develops, you see him looking and even thinking about some of the rules. In fact, there's you know one of the big moments is when he takes one of his rules and throws <laughs> it in the fireplace. Oh, oh, almost like not anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was one. You know, I think the rule was don't get personally involved in the case, and he yeah. got extremely involved in the in the case. You know, and, and coach, made several coach decisions. Coach is going to make me watch this show, man. He made several decisions based right. on personal involvement that he knew he shouldn't have done, right? But he did it anyway. And you see him at the end of the show looking at you know Rule Fifty One. Mm. You know, mm. never get personally involved in a case, and he he just kind of leans over and throws it in the fireplace and. 
you know, it's no longer a rule that he follows. Right. But right. he's older now and, and realizes that not all the rules, you know, earlier in the show, the first, I would say almost the first five, 10 years of the show. Right. The rules are hard, fast. These are, these are the, these are, and, and they always save the day. Right. Yes. Yes. And he, he, you know, he, you know, his, his uh, subordinates are expected to learn them and everybody knows them. <laughs> everybody follows them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and they make reference to them all the time. Uh, especially if they're having trouble deciding how to do something. Oh, hey, mm. Rule 22. You know, right. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, or it's a code. Yeah. Right. Sure. I get that. You know, sometimes they'll say, you know, they'll be talking to somebody and they'll be talking to each other and they say, well, what do you think rule 22? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And they'll go on. Sure. And someone, sure. you know, what's rule 22, you know, find out later, don't never trust a lawyer. You know, cause this <laughs> lawyer's doing something no, shady over here. Right. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's interesting to watch. Right. Right. The, the, his reliance, but he, you know, he establishes this, this stock part of his character is, totally relying on these rules totally makes him makes him who he makes is him, yeah not he, gonna he's, break he's and everybody yeah. around him knows here's my dna here's, sure you know he's gonna go back to these rules so if you know these rules you know what he's gonna do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then as he gets his character develops he breaks some of those rules and right. finally even realizes this isn't a good rule. Here's who he is now. This, yeah. This isn't even a good rule anymore. Yeah. It doesn't work. I've evolved. Yeah. And it was one of his hard and fast rules. Right. Right. For most of the show. Well, and yeah, I think our listeners can relate to that. Something that you've always stood on and then you changed. It happens sometimes in your personal life where what the oldest child was governed this way. And then the youngest child, the parents shifted or a financial strategy for the family. And they do it this now. And sometimes you'll have these kids as the adult kids will look at the parents and go, I don't even know you anymore. And it's almost like you took your fundamental rule and threw it in the fireplace, you know, j- just like the Gibbs character. We're going to go to break here in just a minute. And when we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time talking about a couple of different films. We're going to switch from just the TV show to a couple of different films. Of, and we're going to talk about some different characters and how they developed and we're going somewhere with this today we hope you're entertained we hope you're thinking we hope you're looking back going i really didn't like that character or i didn't give that character a good chance and what we're gonna do is we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna bring this back around to you and to your life and to where you might be right now because when we go to the movies when we watch one at home wherever we might be if there's one thing people that watch movies or watch film they want so bad it's a fictional character to root for and something where you can look in them and you say they're so likable but sometimes these characters are not likable from the outset and well-written character development is needed to save the day that may be describing your favorite movie it may be describing your life so stick with us we'll be back here on circle unbroken This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Hot Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. We are rolling today talking about the phrase, the two words, character development. And right now, we, we spent some time talking about movies and TV shows. And what I'd like to do in this second session of today's episode is to shift into character growth in a movie. And, and We usually don't talk about stuff like this. We don't spend a lot of time talking about TV shows and movies, but we're having some fun today going somewhere with this because when you turn on a movie, whether or not you're streaming it, whether or not you got your popcorn in the theater, wherever you might be catching a movie, whether it's some newfound empathy or some heightened self-awareness or something in this character where they remove their glasses and they see differently now. Whatever it might be in a movie, when we see character development where it brings to life a character's potential, it takes viewers on a journey through the process of humanity. And that's when we see a character develop. And we're going to have some fun in this session here. I'm leaning on Coach with his teaching background, uh, talking about different elements of literature, talking about how we look at our favorite characters. And I'm just going to roll through a list real fast, okay? This is a list that's compiled of 10 different movies that celebrate character development. They, they celebrate character development and full confession. I'm going to roll through this list, not a list I made, one that's been produced before. And in this list, what I want you to know is that there are different characters that they say are the 10 best movies for character development. And I'm interested to see if it gets a reaction out of Coach or myself or any of our listeners. Because I hope I think I've seen them. We, well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I we all have many. different feelings. The first one comes from 1997. And this movie is called Good Will Hunting. The movie Good Will Hunting with Matt Damon. It's got Matt. The, the two primary characters you have are Matt Damon and Robin Williams. And it says that, you know, it, out of the gate, when you meet the Matt Damon character, he has some impeccable one-liners. Like there are people today that still say things from that movie. So he had an undeniable wit. He had impeccable one-liners out of the gate from the first scene. So that's enough to win over a viewer. But This is Matt Damon his, that has yes, these. Yes, okay, the Matt Damon character. Robin yeah. Williams is the one known for all yes, his one-liners yes. and stuff. So. But here's what happens. The developing side, in the movie, Robin Williams is Robin Williams, you know, his, his character. But the actual person, Will Hunting, what happens is – He's, he's concealed. 
his goodness is concealed. He's smart mouth. He's got this persona, but he was in dire need of transformation. And by the end of the movie, it delivers. It delivers for him as for, for his growth and for how he moves throughout the movie. And one of the things about this movie is Robin Williams talking to him. And he is talking to Matt Damon. And when he is talking to him, eventually you have the character played by Robin. It was Sean McGuire. And what he does is they are talking to each other. And there's a respect and an acceptance that comes. And there's a scene and the ultimate character transformation where there's head button, there's Will Hunton being a certain way. And all of a sudden you see it in Robin Williams. He realizes that this guy is just a kid looking for acceptance and he grabs him and he's, he's crying. The Matt Damon character is. And if you remember this coach, it's Robin Williams saying, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Basically telling him mm-hmm. your anger, who you are, the guy we've seen the whole movie who's this survivor and this cutthroat kid, he tells him it's not your fault. And, dude, it's one of those things where you see that character development by the end of it, you're going, oh. <laughs> I mean, this is so well done. You seen that movie, Coach? I've not seen the movie. I've Man. seen you know bits and pieces yeah. from it. I've had the students do dramatic readings yeah. from it. Yeah, and I think the speech that you're talking about was one Man. because it was a a powerful and, and it was kind of like you got to be who you are, right? And, right. and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and don't worry about the rest of the world, right? Be who you are, mm-hmm. and, and and then you know, of course, the trick in life is finding out <laughs> who you are. Yes, yes, <laughs> and then living it. Well, and that's and, and that's a heavy one. Yeah. Right. That one's heavy. It doesn't always have to be heavy. No. Uh, the next one on the list is The Breakfast Club. And they, think about the movie The Breakfast Club, if you folks have seen Boy, it. it's been a long time. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> here's the thing, you don't get an ending like the iconic fist in the air without some emotionally, yeah, for lack of better terms, turbulent character journeys in, in this in this movie. Because all, it's, if I can catch everybody up, it's all these different characters coming from different social circles and there are there are ragtag Saturday detention gang yeah. uh, that, that are put together and they rely on their different pieces of humanity in, in this in this scene here that this is the movie is one big long scene mm-hmm. you know as they're in detention and what happens is they rely on a humanity that is shared and if you really study it they work through study pun intended mm-hmm. they work through trauma they work through questions of who they are from identity. And then they, they even get into like the challenges that come with just being a kid. And that movie, by the end of it, what happens? And I think that what you're going to hear me saying a lot today in this segment is by the end of it. Because with character development, yeah. well, by the end of it. The end of it is where you're supposed to realize the change. Right. You're supposed to. And, and what caused the change. Yes. And yes. there's your message. There's your theme. It, it's and, that, that, That's what you walk yeah. away from. And I've heard people with the Breakfast Club make fun of it before. But then people that are huge Breakfast Club apologists, they have said, no, no, no. You need to really watch it. Like you need to really, really watch it to see it uh, on that front. You ready for the next one, Coach? Okay. The next one is a cartoon. It's a cartoon. You may be thinking, what in the round world? But it's a cartoon from 2009. Okay. And this cartoon was called Up. The movie Up. Now, in the movie Up, and I recommend everybody to watch it because 
I'm going to tell you that the different ways that there is development in this movie might be missed by a lot of people. There's a character named Carl, okay? And the Carl character in the movie Up is amongst some of the best character development that you're going to see. And the reason that I say that is because they start the film, and the way the film starts is he is a man who is lonely, bitter, grumpy, and his world is turned upside down by the introduction of this Boy Scout named Russell. And Russell comes into his world. And yeah, there's adventures with helium balloons and flying houses. And what happens is Carl has these shackles, these emotional shackles. There's, just, there's no other way to put it. These chains that they loosen. And you see him discover this zest for life, that this character, you see Carl change right in front of you. And almost, I've, I've said this before to people, Russell, the character in that, in that movie is the grandson that he never had, but somebody comes into his life and flips him and changes him and says, basically in a childlike way, what do you have to be so bitter for? There's development there, Coach. Yeah, I, that's not a movie I've watched, mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. Now, I think my girls watched it. You didn't watch it, it with your grandkids, up. man. But, uh, but yeah, that's I've heard about that uh, that show or mm -hmm. that, that movie, and I've heard about that character. Uh, I've seen similar. You know, there, that's a theme. You know, again, you go back to Dickens, right? And Christmas Carol. Mm. It's mm. the it's the same it's it's a similar story you know Scrooge is the bitter old man who hates everybody hates everything especially hates Christmas because everybody's so commercial and fake and and stuff well as you go through the movie and you go through his encounters with the ghosts right right you figure out okay here's why yes. Yes. here's why he's yeah. so bitter right right and he right. figures out why he's so bitter mm. and that holding this grudge that he holds is not productive. I mean, it's just not good mm -hmm. and, and realizes it's, it's, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And you see the transformation, right? Right. From the bitter old man to, you know, the closing line of the movie is that no one ever, no one ever kept Christmas better than Scrooge. Right. Yes. And he, you know, at the opening of the movie, he, he was the one who hated Christmas. Right. Right. And you go through, you know, for, you know, up, it was a kid yes. coming into this guy's life and showing him. Change, yeah, he was for the changer. Scrooge, it was the ghosts right. that come in right. and it reveal his life to him and, and, and make him look back <laughs> at what happened to him. Right. And right. that he really did have good people in his life and that there were people who cared and that he had his wrong focus. Once he changed his focus, he changed his life and everything works out. Uh, so it's a common theme. Sure. Yeah. With the, with, with, what you run into is, okay, how do they, you know, who's, who's the agent of care, you know, who's the agent of change and who's the guy that's having to, who's the character that's having to flip their, their initial, I mean, you go through, um, was, was it the, uh, um, the Thor, yeah. the Thor movie series, Loki opens up. He's the bad guy. He's the brother of Thor and he's the jealous brother of Thor and he hates, you know, he's the jokester and, right, and right. Stuff like he's the bad guy. Well, as you watch the movies, you start, you start getting more sympathetic with Loki's character. Right. Sure. <laughs> and that's the word you want right there. And, and then you find out, you know, that a lot of his 
joking, a lot of his tricks, a lot of his evilness is a reaction right. to being ignored and left behind or, you know, almost treated like the runt. Right. It's okay. I'll show yeah. you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you start getting some sympathy for him and he ends up kind of, he's always on that edge. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And it, that's the whole rest of the, all the different snippets of the movies and the different, you know, is he a good guy? Mm-hmm. He, you never know. Cause he, he has good intentions, but he does bad things. And then he has, does good things with bad intentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, things and things grow and things change. And and there could be character development, there could be character digression, but either way, there there is a movement. So the next one here coach, I'm going to flip it on you. The next one is not praised for his moral growth. The next one is praised more for its accuracy. And this is a throwback to the Godfather trilogy. If we go back to the Godfather films and we look at the Al Pacino character, Okay, the Al Pacino character, Michael, there is a transformation for him, not because he became such a good guy, but because throughout these movies, throughout the trilogy of The Godfather, it's heartbreaking because the Pacino character is this child who is born in this family, the most innocent, the most pure, and he's forced into a life that nobody really wanted him to be in. And as he develops in the Godfather trilogy, the thing about it is he, by the end of it, winds up becoming far more despicable than anybody else. And it's the character development in that movie is almost, I've heard it said before, so believable that it's scary. You know, the way that that character moves and goes and you're hooked on it because you're going, I don't really like this guy, but I'm invested in the. Yes. Yes. And that's where you're going. If I go down, I'm taking everybody with me. Yes. Yeah. And I I realize I'm going down. Right. That's that's the part is that he knows. He knows. Right. He's going down. He's going, you know, he's, he's, he's turning into a bad guy and okay, fine. I'm going to take the rest of the world with me mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Instead that, of trying to change, he just, right. He gives into it. He does. And, oh, I want to go watch it right now. Uh, <laughs> here on this work day. Uh, one, before we go to break here, this is one people might not think about 1996, Jerry Maguire. Now, in all fairness to Tom Cruise, the man knows how to do character development well. He often plays characters who transform from arrogant and entitled to more emotionally mature and considerate. And he does this in the movie Jerry Maguire. The film follows him. He's egotistical. He's privileged. And he has this inward exploration. And he struggles with his emotional like intimacy and self-improvement. Has an Tiffany makes a bold career move where it's time for him to jump. And by the end of it, you could see his character grow in the movie to where you're like, I just need to put my arm around this guy. Like he goes from being terrible to growth here. So we're having some fun here today on Circle Unbroken talking about character development. And we are going to wind up our show today with our last part of this and really bring it home for you. Stay with us here on Circle Unbroken. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Circle Unbroken. I want to give a shout out to my oldest son, Wyatt, uh, currently timestamped. He's a freshman in high school here. And hey, buddy, that song is for you. Here we are now, coach. We're jumping in here. I'm sure he'll love he that. He is going to, if it was legally, punch me in the face. So he's going to give me a look that could punch me in the face. We're talking about character development today. And we've been talking about it through movies and TV shows on a working little list here. And our bottom line that we're talking about is there's character that you watch grow, change, evolve. There's also characters that you watch darken, cramp up, uh, go into a whole different world of you know immorality. And so you in any movie, when you see somebody grow and change or you see somebody shift and move, when you watch that, those are the characters that our eyes are drawn to. When you're reading a book and somebody goes on this terrible road or they go on this path to redemption, it's the character that you like to look at. And so we've been talking about that. And I've got three more that I want to mention from film. And then I want to do some life application here. All right. The, the no, next one we're going to do here in our final three, the Hobbit trilogy. Now the Hobbit trilogy, anybody who knows me knows this. They say Taft, you did not watch that. That is not your style, whatever. That's fine. But I want to talk about character development. And when I talk about this, there's a name. Here's what's funny. There's a name that I know and the name, even if I'm mispronouncing it, it's Bilbo Baggins. I have heard people say that and fans of the films can only assume that it is coming by this character and talking about this character because there's an exceptional transformation of that character. Now, going from deeply independent, as this character has been described, stagnant and generally grumpy, one thing that you see here with Bilbo Baggins, it's been said that he's the definition of heartfelt character growth. So much so that by the end of the final film, so spoiler alert, again, by the end of the final film, it's almost impossible to imagine how selfless and fearless this title character ever was. And you think about the fact that that person would ever say no to an adventure. I mean, this is something that's inspired many people. We know Hobbit quotes without even knowing who this that, one that is. They are quotes. Yes, it's, yes. It's kind of like Shakespeare quotes. Yeah, yeah. You say them all the time, never realized ne- it from you. Never realized it. Number two here in our, in our final three, Groundhog Day. 1993 Groundhog Day. I remember where I was when I first saw this movie. And the element most crucial to the plot progression of Groundhog Day is the character development of Bill Murray's protagonist, Phil. 
he is trapped, and I'm laughing just thinking about this. He is trapped in a seemingly endless cycle in which he experiences, and I feel this in my life right now, Coach, when he experiences the same day over and over again. And his growth is vital in this movie for him to return to normalcy and as an added bonus, a happier life. Now, you, you watch Bill Murray go through this. You watch the hoops that he jumps through. But most importantly, it doesn't transfer him or, or move him or transform him from some, some cheeky jerk here with the way that he is to, to this lovable mush. What it does, by the end, there is the odd part of Bill Murray, and he turns into this character. What I like about him is that he's more accepting. Like, like, like he, he has that piece to him. And so that's what makes it so believable by the end. I think Bill Murray does a good job, but Coach, I think it's an underrated job in that movie. Let's go to our final one, Coach. 1957, this, this movie uh, came to film, but many people know it from the literary piece. And the, the book or movie is 12 Angry Men. Now, as I give a great description here, I'm going to try to give a great description to this piece. Any book, movie, show can take on the task of successfully developing one character. And that's a feat of its own. I gave, I gave props and love earlier to The Breakfast Club. But so when a film eloquently explores the personal journeys of 12 that's something to celebrate. I think that's why we've got it at number one on this list. In 12 Angry Men, it fully develops 12 unique characters, and it does it beautifully. It brings together men who have morals that are opposing, histories and opinions, and we need to hear this in 2023, right? All of the different pieces that make this happen. But the film almost, if I'm going to use a word here, it effortlessly combines their inward journeys and it makes this suggestion that self-reflection and positive change are always possible. What I like about it, coach, is that it doesn't feel forced. There, there's some pieces where the character development seems, seems almost forced. And so watching that unfold, I think, is something to behold. Yeah, it's if I remember right, and again, it's been ages since I've read it and seen it. Sure, sure. Uh, if I remember right, these come as start as 12 stock characters. They're very 12, very identifiable character traits right. in people. And they stay constant. They stay consistent with their trait as, as they're going through. And the one thing that they get that quote gets them angry, according to their title is the one guy who will not cooperate with everybody who will not give in right to the other yep. 11. Yep. And, of course, they've got to have, you know, it's a trial situation. They've got to have a unanimous decision from the jury and they stay and they're, they're sequestered. They are locked in this room until they get a unanimous decision. Well, this one guy is the fly in the ointment through the whole thing. Right. But as they're exploring their anger at him, you find out that they're really not angry at him as much as they're angry at themselves and how they've reacted to life. It's it's an explanation of who and, they are. Yep. And then you have the, of course, in the 1950s, the, you know, spoiler alert again, come out that this guy, this one guy who was standing against the crowd was actually right. Mm -hmm. That they find some evidence that they, they dig through it and they dig through it and they dig through They're, they're digging through the evidence, trying to convince him 
right that he's wrong that he needs to vote guilty and as they dig and dig and dig and dig number one you find out their personal things that are keeping them jaded their view right right once they dig into the real evidence then they find out that this guy was right and that's and then you get 12 guys flipping right yeah because they what they have to and they do, were trying to flip him mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's growth 101 and that's where we want to go today okay we, we set this whole thing up today coach mike and i are not in the business of telling you what show to watch and we're not you know siskel and ebert right like we love a good show yeah. or a good movie but that, that's not what we're trying to do what we want you to think about today is in the story of your life what's the character like in the story of your life, because here's what's going to happen. We are all going to leave. We're all going to die. We're all going to pass. That's, that's the immediate idea. Unless you pull, unless God comes back, or unless you pull from the Bible, the Enoch card, right? Like, like what's going to happen is you're going to pass. And when you pass, you're going to leave. And when I leave, what's going to happen is people are going to have a story. They're, they're going to have a narrative of my life. And people tell stories all the time about this person that passed, this grandparent, this individual. And there's something we have to do with it, Coach. Yeah, one of the things that you know I, I try to instill in my students eventually is, as, as I get a chance to um, is you're going to leave an impression. Sure. Period. Amen. You know, when you leave, like you said, when you leave, you're going to leave something behind. What is it that you're going to leave? Mm. You know, is, is it going to be positive? Is it going to be, you know... A negative is it going to be a mixed message right uh but you're going to leave some kind of message to somebody unequivocal there yeah. is no doubt you, you have yep. no you have no choice that, right. that's going to happen right right what you do have a choice is is what that message is going to be and how and how. what that memory i say message memory mm-hmm. uh that impression what are you going you to know, do with it? Uh, you know, my father-in-law was probably one of the most, one of the smartest uneducated men I've ever met. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Book wise. Yeah. You know, give it or take. You know, he actually became very well educated as he got older because he educated himself, but he didn't have a degree. Didn't even have a high school diploma. Mm. One of the smartest men I've ever met. Right. Right. And wise, wise, wise. You know, and, and um, you know, his impression was, like I said, one of the smartest uneducated men I've ever met. I've got, I have a group of men, coach, who are always trying to encourage each other and say, you don't have to be super educated. You don't have to have all these pieces of paper that everybody else has. All you have to do, this is the theme of the group, get after it. That's what they say. Yeah. Just get after it. Invest in somebody. Do the work you need to do. Bootstraps. Get up. And, and it motivates me. Well, one of them recently posted a picture. And he posted a picture of a time when he was physically where he wanted to be. He was healthy. He could do more. He was, he was very involved in the community. And his caption to us all was this. I miss those days. And one of the guys, not, not college educated, not Mr. Professor, he, he responds back to him and he said, today and tomorrow are those days. Get after it. And it, and it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't lacking in sympathy. It was him saying, we're still writing the story. 
Like we're still riding what, yeah. what we need to ride and doing what we need to do because you're in the middle. Like if you're alive, you're in your character arc. And this is where I want to go with this. Like whatever decision you're making to go back to the first block of this show, maybe you've got a personal rule like Gibbs and it's something you've had forever and it's made you who you are. And then when your head hits the pillow, you have these questions of, okay, did I break this? Did I do this? Am I tied to this? And you wind up saying, okay, I want to throw that rule in the fire because I've broken it or it's, it's not a part of my DNA I found anymore. out that it's not a good rule. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm gonna, it, that's called evolution. It's called growth. In politics, they call it flip-flopping. But in life, it's called changing your mind, being open, learning. learning. Look at this and saying, I say, we're, we're recording some episodes right now with Farm Bureau. And every time I record them, I come back to this line. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. And, and, and that's a cycle that we see. I saw a poster the other day that I, you know, one of those things, I want to get it yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, if I can find it and, and, and get it set up where I want it. It was a motivational poster. And he said, you know, the goal, the goal is not to be better than the other guy. Right. It's to be better than I was yesterday. Mm. Mm. I like that a lot. And it was just kind of like, okay, you know, and, and of course I'm a coach and, and that was one of those things I, I, I want to put that on every playbook I've got is, you know, my measuring stick isn't the other tie, isn't mm. the other team. It isn't the other guy. Right. It's me. Right. That's the truth. And if I'm better than I was yesterday, if I do that every day, what can I be? Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and there's, and there's the idea of, of, of character mm -hmm. growth. You know, when I realize, you know, part of my growth is realizing I messed up. Right. You know, right. again, if you're an athlete, you're a ball player, every time you, you do something, you step on the field, you make mistakes. That's part of the game, you know? Right. Uh, it's a part you accept. And you, you, even though you try for perfection, you accept that it's, this is part of the, in the ones, of course, you know, coaching point, the ones who make the fewest mistakes are the ones who win the games. You right. Know? Right. Without uh, without fail, I mean, yeah. and, and so you learn from your mistakes and not to make the same mistake. Well, again, I want to be better than I was yesterday about that, and, and, and as a person, as, as a Christian, as a father, as a husband, am I better today than I was yesterday? You know, that's where I want to be. I think that's one of the neatest posters I've ever seen. And I, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to get it on my wall somehow. <laughs> the last thing that we want to tell everybody today is this. You may be so consumed with what everybody else is doing. You may be so caught up with how you look, with what's happening and what's taking place. And the last message I want you to hear is this in your life. It's you against you. It's you against you. And everybody else is watching. What I mean by that and our final word today is this. It's you against you. It's you from last week. It's you from last quarter. It's you from last year. And guess what? It's not you against everybody else. So bump the victim mentality. It's you against you. Everybody else is watching. What's your character development like? We're glad you're here with us today on Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that 
purse come rolling for to carry my mother. 